your one stop for exclusive interviews. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma quarterback commit Cooper Wilcox. Cooper, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Man, really, the culture that the coaches show as soon as you walk in the doors, they make you feel like your family. They make it feel like a, a healthy environment to come and play football. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma senior H-back Dante McGee. Dante, thank you for taking time this morning to talk to me. This is honestly a once-a-lifetime thing, you know. Usually you get your five years and you're done, but you know, you get an extra year of play. I was like, you know what, I, I want to come back. I want to spend another year with these guys. Game press conferences. I didn't really like my first read, so I was just went to playmaker mode. Game previews, recaps, brought to you by me, your host, JG Smooth. You're listening to The Cho Show, only on the Suave Report. Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Choso Podcast presented by TheSwapReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodall, a.k.a. J.J. Smooth. I want to start by thanking you all for the support for the Malachi Gatewood episode that dropped yesterday. Uh, I really did enjoy talking to Malachi there. I'm really, like, really looking forward to seeing what he does in a user uniform, uh, as I said then. Reminds me a lot of joining by Zell at the 4th. I'm hoping that that is the case. But we are back because, as promised, this is the early signing day episode. I have watched the film, watched the tape of the the players that had tapes that I could I could I could find. And similar to last year, uh, I have summarized my points in in bullet point ask. Like I legitimately have a word doc right here in front of me as we speak, that has talking points that I want to hit on. Uh, They will have, you want to see the highlights, it had the video, the link in the description for the Choso Podcast Network. You can check out the video there. It's a little different than last year. Last year, one, we didn't have an early signing day breakdown, but the signing day breakdowns, you recall last year, uh, I just did it a few positions at a time, and there was not really voice over it. I just, I'm trying this out. So again, as I alluded to yesterday, I'd appreciate any and all feedback. The contact information is is uh, is below. Uh, if you wish to contact, or you you could leave a comment on the video, uh, because I think this might be better than what it was last year. Uh, at least that's my thought. So I just want to see how it goes. So we're not going to waste too much time here. We're going we're to go ahead and jump into it. Now, I will preface I will preface by saying uh, there's a few guys um, that uh, we've already talked about. If you're on the YouTube channel or just in general, if you're on the YouTube channel, there will be a playlist above. Uh, you click on those, and because uh, there's a few guys that that signed last week that we've already talked to and already have film on, so I'm gonna skip those. I'll mention their 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 names to keep with the flow, but overall, I'm going to just skip those and and go on to the guys that we haven't discussed yet. So starting as I always do from quarterback on the way down. Uh, you've got Mason Willingham, the quarter freshman quarterback signee out of Owasso, and then Carson Trimble, the freshman quarterback out of out of out of Grove. 
Uh, again, if you want to see, hear from those guys personally and see their highlights, again, if you're on the YouTube channel, click the link above. Uh, if you're here on Spotify, just find them in the playlist. Now, the third quarterback that they brought in, and it's somebody I'm honestly surprised, chose UCO given given the fact that once Stephon Brown is returning uh, for a super senior season here, yeah, and I know he was getting some D1 interest interest as well. That's Missouri Southern grad transfer Dawson Hurl. Now, if you've been a longtime listener the past few years, you know how high I am on Dawson Hurl. Uh, I this 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 is a this is a guy. Let's be honest here. There's not a lot around him. I feel like he he was able. He he definitely was their best. He's definitely been the most consistent Missouri Southern quarterback uh, in my time covering dating back to 2017. Uh, the only other one that could come close was 2019 when they had former four-star uh, Iowa State and Georgia quarterback Jacob Park. But uh, it's in terms of like a, a consistency standpoint, Dawson Hurl is that is that is that guy. He comes to UCO for two years of of eligibility off a season, which he threw for 2,260 yards, 16 touchdowns to six interceptions at a 54.8% completion percentage. It must also be, be noted he has, he's undefeated as a starter against UCO. He had the game with a touchdown pass against UCO in 2021 to win the game in the winning seconds. And then last year, well, this past season had a had a whale of a game. Uh, you know, Dawson's a guy to me. He does he does not wow you, right? He's not he's not Steph, right? Okay, like like Steph wows you. It, 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 that's just that's what he does. Dawson's more of a it, Dawson's more of a. I'm gonna execute the offense at a high level, right? Like. I, I didn't put the running stats. I think he only had like 80, 82 yards due to sacks. I mean, he's he's not he's not a burner, but he's not slow. Missouri Southern did run some read option with him, some quarterback keepers with, with him. I just like his decision making. Uh I, I think he's got he's got really good touch there on on the deep balls. Uh it's just it's just it's something about him. Like you you just I just I feel like with Daw- Dawson can win a lot of football games, okay? And Missouri Southern is not the best program. I, again, they won four games this year. That's that's probably the most they've won. I don't know, six, seven years. Uh this is a, I, I, I this 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 is this is a guy that knows how to have success, how to win with less. I just with the weapons that UCO has and has added, as we will see here. Uh, I just I'm really high on Dawson. I think this works hand in hand with Steph because we know the strides that Steph took last year. You bring in a guy like Dawson Hurl, a proven guy, a proven winner in his conference. Uh, I think it's just only going to push Steph there, and, and I'm feeling confident now. If again, hope it doesn't happen. Steph goes down or, or Steph has a rough day. I I think you have more confidence. In somebody like Dawson coming in there and leading you to a win compared to what we saw out of Peyton Thompson last year, that just did not instill much confidence, at least to me. I think I think Dawson provides that. I think you might see 
maybe some two quarterback systems there. I just think that getting Dawson Hurl to me maybe one of the most underrated moves of the offseason. Because it's just in in the conference as tough as the MIAA with eleven straight weeks of tough, hard nosed football. Just getting somebody that knows what it takes to win in the conference behind one of the most electrifying players in the conference uh, is is just the risk getting getting richer. And so I'm really happy that Dawson Hurl is now a UCL Bronco. Uh, looking at the running backs, um, they went out and signed two. The first one, there, there was no highlights or measurables. Uh, that is Ennio transfer Trayvon Wolfolk. Now, I did look him up. I think I found his high school huddle. I know he's about like 220. Uh, I kind of watched some of his high school tape. I wasn't sure if that was him or not. Uh, but he's definitely a physical downhill runner, uh, which, which, is, which is very good because I feel like the only power back really we had was Jace. And we know Jace is going to come off at 20 ACL, so we just don't know. Uh, but I, again, I, just just the, the way that running backs coach James Gilbert utilized the running backs last year with uh, Jace, uh, Peyton Scott when he was healthy, Nasir Kemper when he was healthy, uh, uh, Jenica Trell who had a breakout season, Antonio Jr. Smith before he quit, and then the fullback Andrew Corney. There's definitely touches to go around. But it, the the one we do have highlights on that you're seeing now is five nine hundred eighty pound Iowa Central Community College transfer, Jaden Washington. First of all, I have to thank Iowa Central for a second straight year. If you recall, as where wide receiver Madison Ridgeway came from last year, and if you were here last year, you know how high I was and still am on Madison Ridgeway. Uh, Jaden Washington. I'm just gonna be honest with you here. Okay, uh, if you go back in the playlist here, you will see T.J. Roberts' interview. T.J. Roberts it, uh, it was is different than Jaden Watson in terms of size. The T.J. is like 5'11", about 215. But just I have not seen a UCL running back uh, signing coming into the fold, however you want to phrase it, that has a type of home run ability that Mr. Washington has. I mean, if you're seeing this here, I mean, the man's shifty, uh, definitely the home run hitter. He doesn't go down easy despite the size there. I think that's just because people's nuts not able to get a clear shot on him. Really shifty. Really good at making you miss the cuts right there are just deadly. I just, Jalen Washington's a guy. I'm gonna be honest with you here. I, 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 you know, it, it, I, we, we, we were lacking. They were lacking a home run hitter last year in the back. I know Jalen Cottrell had the 80 yard run against Northwest Missouri, but that's just because the 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 the, the, the hole was as wide as the Atlantic Ocean. I, in terms of a little crease, Jaden Washington is a guy that can take it to the house. I just really, this is a guy I really think there's a few guys, him I really think can come in here, make a huge impact in the already deep backfield. It's just going to be another weapon there for Coach James Gilbert to uh, utilize there. Uh, I just think that there's something special here. I don't know if he if he will be impactful in the in the return game because to me we can get somebody to go with Kobe Stevens out there in the return game, 
would just would be lovely. Uh, then looking at the wide at the wide receiver again, we've already talked to Malachi Gatewood, uh, and we also talked to Danny Armstead. Those are two receivers. Uh, again, Malachi reminds me somewhat of now former UCLA wide receiver trying to the fourth in terms of making the 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 short catch, the contested catch. Uh, and the and and just the the, the tough over middle catch. Danny Armstead to me is a wild card because all his tape practice film are similar to the guy we are about to, to uh, discuss here. Uh, but you, you can see the length, you can see the athleticism there. So I'm curious to see what Danny does. But there's Tariq Logan, five eleven, one seventy five, out of Hutchinson Community College in Kansas. It just reminds me a lot of Jacob Delso. A, a, a Jacob Jacob Delso, right? I think it was similar size. Uh, we we know what he can do in the short in, in the short and the intermediate and and the and the deep game. Jacob made I think two or three catches this year that just guys his size don't normally make. I get a similar vibe out of Tariq Logan. This is very good because let's be honest here. We, we the the lacking the consider now I think with Madison being healthy will make a huge difference, but as of now to me the lacking the lacking a top three like you got Delso to me is the unquestioned one at this point in time. Like I said, I think Madison Ridgeway if he can stay healthy is definitely a viable option, but you're 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 losing Bizel the fourth. Right, you need more consistency out of Terrell Davis, the now sophomore out of Choctaw, out of Javion Dangerfield, the now sophomore out of Duncan. Like you're just going to need more consistency there, and I think that that's where a guy like Tariq Logan and Darius Melton can come into play. Darius Melton, six one two two o five, uh, Highland Community College transfer, started his career at UCF. I thought this is a guy. This is a guy I, I really like. I think Darius Melton here is a, it reminds me of a mini Josh Crockett. Again, those of the new Josh Crockett, absolute beast out of Bristol, one of the best wide receivers in school history. Spent some time with the Kansas City Chiefs, Hamilton Tiger Cats, and Dallas Renegades of the XFL. Now he's not as fast and he's not as tall. Crockett was 6'4, 195, ran a 4'4. And then they're 40 inch vertical. Okay, that is not Darius Melt. But if you watch the film, you see a lot of it. You you see the the physicality, the going up to get the ball, making the acrobatic catches there, uh, going across the middle, making the acrobatic catches. Uh is tough to bring down. It took several defenders, defenders to bring him down. Just a physical presence there. And something that I also felt like was lacking some of our the 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 receiving core, and so I'm glad we're getting more of those physical receivers. They might not be the six three six four guys, but these are guys that will go up and fight for each and every catch. And I feel like they they brought in four quality receivers. And I, I that that wide receiver room is just going to be. Wide receivers, Coach Coffin, the coordinator, James Carlos has got a lot. It's 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 gonna be tough for guys because you you still got Kevin on Williams back. 
Uh, you've got Jalen Slim Reed out of Ardmore off redshirt that I, I believe is a clone of former UCLA receiver. Bakale Hall is is just gonna be tough. It's just gonna be tough. With with and I hope that opens up the pass game more. Uh, because let's be honest here, the offense was just not explosive last year. So I have to give the staff credit for going out and finding some really, really good playmakers. Uh, they also added a tight end, Casey Klein, 6'4, 248 out of Boise State. Uh, he's actually a defensive end at Boise State. Uh, he did have, they did post some film on Twitter, but I guess it has been since taken down, so I'm not, not able to able to see it. So I'm really interested to see how that works out. I know we're still low on numbers there. They got We've got all the tight ends to our knowledge is still returning and Devin Bailey, Oscar Hammond, who had a breakout true freshman season out of Collins, out of out of Collinsville, and then Tyler McCarty, who's got registered out of Tuttle. So I'm really curious to see there how that shakes out. Um I'm curious to see what Mr. Klein can do. Then on the offensive line, they added a tackle. Now it, again, if you follow the season. Ignore the offensive line. It was a sore spot. It was inconsistent. Uh, the all-conference tackle, Noah Dobson, was inconsistent. The other tackle, I felt like we started a few guys there. I think they might have found a solution to that. In 6-4-3-0-5, Swasu grad transfer, Miles Moye, or Miles Moy. Uh, he has two years of eligibility left. I'm going to be honest with you here. I, we know Coach Doral likes to run the ball downhill. Uh, Miles is the perfect guy for that. The tape is just full of pancakes. He gets his man on the ground quickly. He's just nasty and physical at the point of attack. Gets to the second level there, and he stays on and finishes blocks. I, I, I just the. It is one. It's it's one of those, and he's proven he can do it at the Division Two level, uh, which is which is which is which is very good. Because again, if you look at the offensive line, I think we're returning. Excuse me, I should be returning everybody pending transfers, because obviously you're led off from by Lane Grant from the senior center. You've got Noah Dobson, who will now be a junior. Junior. I think sophomore junior, something like that. Um, he's coming off an honorable mention. I think uh, all conference season, in which to me, I feel like he had a sophomore slump. Uh, and then you've also got Cooper McCoy. You've got Kellen Culberson, who's solid. Uh, you've got Walker Peck, the now sophomore out of Norman North, that saw a lot of playing time as a true freshman. You've also got some really good looking red shirts there. Reese Trammell, uh, to me, was the best of the bunch there. Uh, I just, I just, I think the Miles brings, he brings a different, a different edge to it. Like right? it, it just, it, if we, if you run, if he's like, if you run behind Miles, good, 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 good things will happen. And again, if you walked last year, they did like to get to the outside. There was a lot of sweeps. Uh, there was a lot of of there were some tosses that didn't really work, but there were some sweeps. There were some outside zones. Uh, we know they like to run that quarterback power with Steph uh, to the outside, 
and, and somebody like Miles that you can run behind and know more times than not, there's going to be yards there. I think it's just only going to make that unit better along with now just a year of experience playing together and in the uh, system. Uh, so I really think adding somebody like Miles is, is, a, is a huge get uh, because, again, we need that offensive line unit there to take the next step in order for the playmakers that they have and that they added last week to to really help out the offense that really needs to improve because to me the offense held a lot back last year. Hard to win games and you're only averaging what was it like 22 points per game. It shouldn't be the case. That that should not be the case next year with the with the weapons they have across all levels. So I'm really glad that they added somebody like Miles into the fray. Uh, then you're looking on the defense here. They added two defensive players. They added a defensive lineman, uh, Riker Server, out of NEO. Now, again, he had no measurables uh, on the NEO web, website. I did find his high school film when he was at Jinx, and I have one note here, and that note says Noah West Jr. Now, if you're new, Noah West was... The Show Show Podcast Network Defensive Player of the Year. Noah West, I think he was third team or all mentioned all conference. He should have been higher than that. I just made an impact each and every game. He almost had a pick six that was called back for a penalty. But the man had some forced fumbles. He had some sacks, TFLs, picks. Uh, he was a Army transfer out of Bigsby with a defensive end uh 2021. They had the coaching change. Coach Brandon Lechtenberg comes in. They move him to more of a stand-up pass rusher, and the man has just thrived. Uh, if you if, when you look at Riker, it's the same thing. He gets to the quarterback. He affects the play. He's really explosive. He's he's really physical. Knows how to break down and make the tackle. Uh, it's just, there's just a lot to like there. That's why I'm out of you here because UCL is is losing two of the better passers that I've had the honor and a pleasure of watching in a UCL uniform and Robert Fuentes and Michael Slater. So somebody like Riker has a huge opportunity to come in here and make his 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 presence felt, even if it is just as a situational pass rusher, uh, because. It, you you gotta affect the quarterback, and, and and obviously you are returning Mike Pope Jr. who had a breakout year. You're returning Julius Coates, uh, Zay Adams, Hunter Largent there, Avaka on the on the uh, in, interior. But for, in terms of that outside pass rush, uh, I just, I just really think Riker. If if what if that jinx tape is 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 anything to look at. Uh, I'm really confident here that you still might have two legitimately really good standard pass rushers. Uh, and because we know Noah West is probably now going to get double teamed due to now Robert and Mike being gone. So if Riker can, can come in there and live up to what we're seeing here, uh, I really, really like what that addition is to that defensive line unit, that front seven unit. And then the final player here, maybe at the most important position, because again, if you follow UCO last year, you know the secondary 
it just was not good. It was called what it is. It just was not good. Uh, there's, there's, there's Dylan Burkhart, there's Kobe Stevens, and then there was a bunch of eh. Okay, so we we have they have they have to get rid of that eh and get some consistency back there now. This man here, Ray Walters the third, six two one ninety five. Out of East Los Angeles Community College, uh, long range, strong safety, had five picks this 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 past this past season. Uh, I just gonna tell you right now. Uh, I know there's Jonathan Mosley, love the guy to death. He has a great name. Uh, I just, there's Raekwon Wicks. He was banged up some last year. He had a breakout season in 2021. I would. Ju- I'm just saying, Ray Walters the third. With the size, the the ball hawking ability, that the 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 physicality, definitely, definitely, it was is the most physical safety I can safely say since my man Jacory Hunt was running the secondary back there in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. Uh, we looked there. You see, always losing Trayvon Craig by far was the most physical defense back this past season. Uh, Ray Walters, though, I, I just, I mean, I, if you're watching the tape, like, the, it, it, what, I, if we get that out of Ray Walters, like, I, this is an all conference caliber guy. I mean, you've got the range, which is very good because the MIAA does have some big physical receivers. He's got the range. He's really fluid for a man of his size. You know, you get some of those taller, Defensive backs don't really bend well. They don't really turn well. Uh, that's not Ray. He seems to know where to where, where to be in coverage. Like I said, he's a ball hawk. It's really good. It, it, I, I, this, this is a really good, really good pickup. I said there has to be an area of focus. I wish would have gotten a few more defensive backs. Now, obviously, there's still another sign there to come. I just because I just I need that unit to improve. I felt like there was signs last year. There was there was there was spurs, but really outside of Kobe Stevens and then and and Dylan Buck, there just was not consistency there. Like mostly had some solid games. Raycon Wicks, he had a very good game against Emporia, and like I said, and then he was hurt. Uh, Amante Davis is a guy. They move, they move to safety after Raekwon and Mosley was hurt. I thought he played better at safety than he did at corner. Uh, Timothy Spadano again, just up and up and down. Same with Kyshawn Murray. Ran lower some. Uh, they, they, I will say I am high on now sophomore Jamori Ray out of Union. Uh, he came on strong at the end of last season as a true freshman. And then you also got Aaron Hamilton out of out of Woke. I had that beautiful pick against Northeastern State, playing a lot more down the stretch as well. And then Jalik Lewis out of Denison, Texas. Uh is just another guy. I'm still high on you. So I had a pick six in the Northeastern State game as well. But we just we just gotta get more consistency back to I think definitely adding somebody like Ray to help alleviate the pressure of Dylan Buckhoff from having to make every tackle back there. I just, you know, I love the man to death, but we just, we just, we've got to get somebody to help him back there. And, and I, I think that Ray, Ray Walters is definitely, 
excuse me, it's definitely that 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 guy because now if you try to throw throw the ball away from Dylan, I think you're you're throwing it to an equally, if not better, ball hawk uh in Ray Walters who's longer than, than Dylan Buckheit, and, and that might scare some people into throwing it to Buckheit, which is a grave mistake because as we know, Dylan Dylan Buckheit just an absolute gamer. Uh, so uh, this is a huge pickup there for Coach Adam McGuire in that secondary. Uh, and, and it's just, in, in summary here, just a really good start to what is another critical class here uh, in the second year of the Adam Durrell era. Uh, obviously, we know they finally had the winning season last year. I, it should have been better than six wins, uh, I, but there was some shortcomings. That the jet that the jazz can only be fixed through recruiting, and I feel like this is definitely a great start to it, uh, because to me, you got a possible day one starter at defensive back. You you've got a day one starter on the offensive line. You did you've at a minimum got a rotational pass rusher there, and then you're looking at at, at running back. I, I Jaden Washington's I just I just I just would not be surprised if opening day the man is starting. I just, I just not there's nothing this is that happened. This is nothing. No disrespect to to uh, Jenna Cottrell to Jace. I just I would just don't know how that how that how that injury is. I just, I just feel you just. He, he, the man, he's just special to me. And I, I think it's going to be tough. Uh, I'm interested to to see the receivers, especially Danny Armstead and Melton, and then obviously the quarterback there of Dawson Hurls. So I, I just, I just really excited here about what this class is looking like, uh, and and so I just, I cannot wait to see what. Silent Day has 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 in store. So, uh, you know, I appreciate y'all again <clears throat> for taking the time um, to to li- listen to the uh, episode here. I'm I'm curious to see how you all are feeling about this class. Uh, you can leave comments below. Contact the show. Um, but I, I'm 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 just I'm really 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 excited here about what we've got coming in, and, and I'm really curious to see how we're gonna end it end it strong from the high school ranks. Because uh, I know when we talked to Coach Doyle, he doesn't want to just build solely through transfers and shootouts. But I feel like you know last year I think he brought in more than he wanted to just because he had to. I think this year you see he's more selective. The guys bringing in are difference makers, and, and, and I think this this is very good because we know this team only lost what seven, eight guys, really three of them. Well, Jason Harris, really four of them. Well, okay, maybe six of the eight, right? Because you figure Mike, Rob, Dante, Johnny, and Trayvon, and Jason Harris. So yeah. There's six guys, but you gotta look at the fact too, though. They're rotational guys uh, with Jason. There's rotational guys there with 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 Trayvon, right? You know, Johnny had a niche role that I think Malachi Gatewood can step into. 
Uh, and I think the biggest, the biggest ones to me, the biggest ones is Slater and Fuentes. Uh, not so much Dante, just because what we saw out of Dominic Dunn in Steele's conference that what I had suggested when he signed on the Mustang was it, uh, indeed the case that he can adequately take take Dante's spot. I just, just the loss of Slater and Fuentes to me is the two biggest losses. And getting a guy like Riker, who has some Noah West type similarities, definitely at a minimum, <clears throat> at a minimum eases the pain of Fuentes because you're getting that outside pass rush. I now is just determining who can pick up this the slack there from Michael Slater. I just this a terrific defense alignment. Uh, so I said uh, we'll be keeping the ear to the pavement from now until signing day. Uh, we should have some uh, position breakdowns come in the coming weeks. I have been delaying that, uh, but I think it is now time to finally get cracking on that. Not entirely sure how we're going to uh, do that. It'll be similar to last year, so just keep that in mind. Uh, but like I said, and then we'll also be trying to get some one-on-ones. I have a few scheduled for when the guys get back to campus. So I'm looking forward to bringing that to you. And uh, just excited for what 2023 holds for not only UCO football, but for the Choso itself. So uh, until next time, my name is Jonathan Goto, a.k.a. JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.